All right. Social justice has been at the forefront uh, in the news and media and current events more than it's probably ever been since the 60s and Jim Crow era. Uh, today, we're seeing police brutality. We're seeing uh, unlawful arrests. We're seeing pretty much uh, martial law uh, starting to be implemented throughout uh, the nation right now. And uh, a part of social justice is also the other side of that is criminal justice. And uh, these things go hand in hand because, you know, these officers are out here doing what they do. And not all of them are doing things correct in the right way. And right now I have somebody on the line who uh, is currently in the system serving time. Uh, and he has an experience where officers have uh, come about things unethically. And, uh, you know, he wants to speak to his experience. So at this time, I'm going to introduce... Uh, a friend, a father, a brother, uh, a, a good man, not an angel, <laughs> but a good man nonetheless. Uh, I'm going to introduce uh, my brother, Brandon, to the to the podcast. How you doing, man? Man, I'm pretty good, man. I appreciate you. I'm so like the president and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I try. I try. I try. Uh, so, so let the people know uh, a little bit about yourself and, and where you calling from and and uh, how you got there. All right. Well, I'm currently gaffled, locked up. I'm at a uh, Bay right now, and um, currently got a pill going. Currently fighting, fighting for justice. You know, trying to figure, trying to figure out, trying to see what it. That's searching, you know, searching. Oh, 
affirmation, uh, affidavit. Hold, hold on, B. And hold on, B. Uh, before yeah. before we get into that, what what exactly is the case that you're you're up against? What are you what are you being charged with, and what are you facing? I think it's important for us to to be uh, transparent and honest with the audience, so so uh, they have as much of the information as possible. Okay, that's perfect. Okay, so what I'm facing, but what I've been found guilty of is a robbery warrant and an unlawful possession of a firearm. Okay. And I'm glad you, I'm glad you put my collar on that. So I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm a. I'm stating, I guess, how can I put it? I'm stating, this was my lawyer told me, I'm stating facts and argumented facts, and arguing facts, but what I'm not doing is saying, hey, I this, or I'm there, or this, and different things, and stuff like that. Right. And as we go further into it, you uh, you understand that the standpoint where I'm coming from with that. I mean, yeah, you can't, you can't, uh, uh, you, you basically can't tell on yourself. So I understand. Yeah, that's not what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> what I'm, yeah, that's not that's not that's not. The, the this is not an admission of uh, guilt, is what it is. This is not uh, the Fifth Amendment. Right. Uh, Self incrimination. <laughs> that's not. That. I'm uh, protected and abiding behind that. But what I am doing is just uh, laying out some facts of the case and the things that transpired. Right. Okay. So we ready to go? Yeah. Go ahead. Man. Go ahead. Okay, so another so so important part, you know, uh, of cases, like I said, you know how it first initially, like I said, you know how it gets started and stuff like that. It goes to, it can't go nowhere without you know probable cause and without being proposed to a judge and without being you know um, uh, approved and stuff like that. So in the RCW code, five point twenty eight zero six zero. Anyways, it states an affirmation. It states about affirmation, which is equivalent to an oath. Whenever an oath is required, an affirmation is prescribed in RCW 5.28.050. It is to be deemed equivalent to beer two. And a false affirmation is to be deemed perjury, equally with the. You have 60 seconds remaining. Okay. Oh, let me pause you right there to just let the audience know what's going on. Yeah, he he is currently uh, in prison, and uh, we doing the C murder style. So if if we have some uh, we have some interruptions, just know that's what's going on. If uh, if we have to pause and bring it back, we'll do that and uh, and um, continue from there. So actually, we have thirty seconds remaining. Yeah, there we go. We got the thirty second notice. Um, we gonna we gonna pause it right here, and uh, we'll come back. Just just call me right back. All right, bro. All right, bro. I'm gonna get back with you in a minute. All right. Hello. You have a prepaid call. You will not be charged for this call. This call is from. It's B. An inmate at Clallam Bay Correction Center. This call will be recorded and monitored. If you wish to block any future calls of this nature, dial seven now. To accept this call, press 5 now. To decline this... Thank you. All right, we good. And we back. Okay, we good? Yep. Okay. I got the little, got the little jitterbugs out of me, man. This is, 
this microphone or this phone and, and then worldwide viewpoint, man, got a little, got, got a little jitter bugs on me and shit like that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a little, uh, it could be a little nerve wracking, man. I, you know, I understand you, you going public with, with information and, you know, stepping out there. So it's like any type of performance in front of people, even though we over the phone, it would be a little nerve wracking. You know, I, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. Um, that's that's that legal jargon, which I it, it loses me every time. <laughs> it loses me every time, bro. So and they, and they do it that way. They do it that way on purpose because they don't want motherfuckers to understand it. They they don't want you to uh, be able to use their own words against them. So they, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of bullshit. And then you just you just read and gloss right over it, and, and you walk you walk right by the answer the whole time. So if you can explain explain it to me, so that uh, the, the rest of us can understand what's going on. Right, man, I, I love your truth and your honesty, man. That's that's beautiful, man. You know, so appreciate the opportunity. So basically, with that, basically with that saying. So again, okay, so to accuse and to apply uncharged criminal conduct violates the right to the presumption of innocence. Yeah, we so, we're all, you know, in the court of law, they say you have the right to remain silent. That's yeah. due process. Uh, uh, your right to the presumption of innocence until these charges proved against you. That's basically what that's saying right there. Right and so, and so when they say the consideration of unproven allegations violates the, the, this constitutional right to the presumption of innocence. So, this this standpoint, so basically, okay, so I'm a leapfrog kind of into the fat substance of the case. This officer said something. So specifically, as you know, I'm charged with a robbery in the first degree and a lot of this firearm. Yeah. So the highlight of me elaborating on, the, uh, again, the consideration of an unproven allegation. So what he had said was that the alleged suspect lifted up his shirt and had his hand on the butt of a gun and stands over the alleged victim while he was on the ground. And that will basically indicate a show of force 
for a robbery because they say that just that somebody ran through the guy and started, you know, here, give me this, give me that, give me that. Yeah. So again, that's where it comes. That's 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 my point where it's like, or this is my point of this uh, expression, this part right here. Consideration of an unproven allegation violates the defendant's constitutional rights. So as I upload the documents to you and you look and you see that, you got to keep in mind this part right here. We'll reiterate. We'll go over that. We'll go over that. So did I, did I elaborate? Did I break that down? Hey, you got it. Okay. And so then we go to another part of the law that I want to touch base on is that uh, what it says is so the central question of law is not about guilty or innocent of the of the prisoner, but whether the state has deprived them of the due process of law. Okay, so another 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 example of that is what we have to deal with as far as right now where it's a question of law. It's not the it's not the defendant or the guilty person innocent or not guilty. Uh, let me reiterate that because I'm trying to fix it. Let me see what that. What we have to deal with is not the defendant's innocent or his guilt, but the solemnly the question of whether the constitutional rights have been preserved or have they been violated. And so in a sense, what we're getting to as I start doing these documents or as we start getting really into these talks and stuff like that is, okay, once, as you said, they said if somebody lied, it's, a, it's considered perjury. You know? uh, okay, okay. So basically with that last, uh, that last little bit of uh, statement you gave, you're basically saying that your uh, constitutional rights weren't upheld because the officer perjured himself. He gave a false account of what was going on. Okay, now, now, that's, that's what we're getting to. But okay. I'm going to present it to you to see what you, to what you think of it. Another viewpoint is what they're saying. They say, this, this is overall what they're saying. The laws which protect the liberty, meaning the freedom of the whole people, the whole people, it must not be violated or set aside in order to afflict even upon the guilty unauthorized to merited justice. So what they're saying is that is that uh, the power of punishment is alone through the means which the laws have provided for purpose, and if they are ineffectual, if they're not effective, then there is immunity from the punishment. So mm. what they're saying is that, like I said, you can't break the law to uphold the law. You yeah. have to abide by it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. You know what that is though, right? You 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 know what that is though. It's uh a lot of these officers today <laughs> people don't even realize it, but a lot of these officers today are actually doing that. They are legitimately bending the rules and breaking laws uh in order to make convictions. And that that goes back to that uh, implied immunity that officers have, to where uh, they're basically immune to any type of um, uh, criminal lawsuits against them or uh, civil lawsuits against them, uh, due to the fact that you know they have this uh, uh, implied immunity, and it all, in my opinion, sparks from. Uh, all these TV shows and shit where you see the, the cops breaking the law, you know, 
punching witnesses in the face and interrogations. They beating the motherfucker up to get uh, confessions and all this shit. And and people in the real world do that. And they think that's how law is supposed to work. That's how policing is supposed to work. But uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, bro, but I just had to interject no, that. No, no, that's, that's, that's perfect because it lines up straight with my next, like, like this, this next roadmap of where we're going with this, which is tyranny. Did I say that right? It's T Y R A tyranny. 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 Yeah. Okay. And so, so I had that down, and it, and, and that is defined as dominance through threat of punishment and violence, oppressive rule, or abusive government, cruelty, and injustice. So mm. that's, that's that's that was the definition. So that was right on point when it went when it went with that. And so I got some maximums of law. Which, which, when I first went to, when I first got to the county, when I first got booked, you know, I was reading everything, you know, reading the rules, you know, for the, the, the rules, for the county rules, reading all these different things and stuff, you know, I just died in, I was reading everything, making sure, you know, how this be applied or how this is applied, you yeah. know, and so one of the maximums, which, 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 which I've seen in the county book and through my studies, they say the maximum is ignorance of law is no excuse. That's a fact. And then there's a flip side to it too, which 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 I'm highlighting right here. They say ignorance of the law is no excuse for violating the law applies. And here in this maximum, the law leaves the wrongdoer right where it finds him. So if you break the law, like I said, to uphold the law, it stands. It stands as you know. As He's innocent, is. right? Yeah. And so and so here 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 it goes. This is what I learned like about the affidavits and stuff like that. You know the importance of that. They say all matters, and so it just piggybacks off what I just said about the oaths and affirmation, but this is specifically to my affidavit studies and my uh, my notes on my affidavit study. They say all matters are executed under an oath by a sworn affidavit and executed under the penalty of perjury as true, correct, and complete, and on the basis of each party's liability. So you're liable for this thing that you said on yeah. Anything that you say in your affidavit, you're liable for that. And so they say, uh, search your affidavit is required for certifying a document that the system desires a person to be obligated for, which we have just proved. And then they say, in a court, you can stop me anytime, bro. No, go ahead. So in a court setting, oral testimony is stated in judicial terms, sworn to be the truth and the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So there'll be God. In mm -hmm. addition, the participant must verify and show the relevance of each assertion made to sustain the credibility, to withhold that whole package as a whole. And just like, and I was I was going to the point too when you were saying that the officer or person do this, my next, or later on down the line, I'm gonna show, you know, what you could do, you know, which is, uh, well, since we're here, well, I might as well, I'm gonna just shine some light on this part right here. So what you were saying was like, okay, the officers, they do this, or these guys do this, and they show their dominance, or they do all these things in the court of law. They have something which is called a Frank's motion, which which is you know to see if the uh, if it's a uh, basically to see the truth on what an officer says. So like you have the uh, the statements where it says he says this, but then I have another statement where he says something totally different. When you have a make a Frank's motion, it uh, it puts forth the officer's words and for it is similar to a Napster. Here, see, I'm going all over the place. But it's a Frank's motion. We'll get into that. We'll get into that later. Let's stick to the affidavit. We'll get into that. I ain't well, let, let no, me uh, let me uh, jump in here and ask you a question real quick. Um, okay, go ahead. The thing that I'm hearing is that uh, the officer made a statement, and then 
later on, he made another statement that contradicted itself, right? So, um, your attorney at the time, your attorney didn't um, bring bring that information to light and, and argue that point? Great question again. So, this is what happened. So, there's certain procedures. Uh, here we go. So, so we did a, a what we call a NAPSAC motion. That's a motion to dismiss based upon the officer's testimony. Mm-hmm. And so, if you don't get a dismissal, then you go for a motion to suppress. So, we did a motion to dismiss based upon, and this is why I say, so I'm going to leave it for the audience, for, you know, the public to determine the truth. But in reality, it was a mistake made because the officer said something. And then once we had the video recording, which is evidence, it shows otherwise. But on top of that, we have a recording of his of his interview based upon this statement. So I'm going to say it what it is. You know, I don't want to, you know, accuse, but I've been wrongfully convicted based upon a lie. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so that's the gist of it. But to, to your question, we brought it up, and then the judge overruled it, and then would have leave it right there because it's got to leave that. Once we get to that part, we're going to maximize that again. We're going to maximize that so we can say, was, his, was the judge's decision right? Was this based upon this? You know, and I just got the law. That's like I said, the law is in the high. It goes back to the beginning of what we were saying. Mm. Justice is in the eye of your holder, and the law varies from judge to judge. That's why you have case law. So we'll get back into that and see if it's, if it's matter, if, you know, if it was right or if it was wrong. It's currently on appeal right now, so they're looking over that matter, too. But we'll enlighten you as we go by steps. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, I'm just going, like I said, you know, we're still in the affidavit and uh, just thrilled about what I learned from the affidavit, you know. And uh, another thing about uh, the affidavit is uh, another maximum, I say. They say truth is expressed in the form of an affidavit. And so, a maximum is basically like the highest authority of law, you know, like the golden rules of law. So, when I was uh, going through my study, like I said, these maximums, I'm like, man, this is amazing. I gotta, I gotta be put up on game about, you know, the strength of an affidavit. And so, like I said, another maximum is that truth is expressed through the form of affidavit. An affidavit is one's solemn expression of his truth. When you issue an affidavit, you get the power of the affidavit. You also incur the liability involved. Mm-hmm. And then they say an unrebutted affidavit becomes judgment. So you, you attack it. That's what your lawyer do. Yeah. They, they have this thing. They bring these charges. And that's what it is. So they say proceedings consist of a contest or a duel affidavit, affidavits where an unrebutted points the unrebuted points remaining in the end, they stand as the truth to which judgment of the law applies. I'm going to break that down. So, say, say his affidavit, and I'm going to give you guys these things, and we'll go over this again, we'll go over this again once I get you these documents and stuff. So the officer has an affidavit, and he has everything he says. I've been an officer for this point, I've been doing this for this long, I've been doing this, all the other good stuff. On this day, this is what happened. And, and one of the key things, hey, this man did this and did this. He lifted up his shirt and had his hand on the bottom of his gun. So right there they say, if you don't rebut something that they say, it stands as the truth. Right. In the court of law. That's what that is saying. That's, that, that, that was, uh, yeah, that's if you don't object to it, then that that's uh, you saying that that happened. You're admitting that, that, that it happened. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so... And so 
charges, you know, the civil actions, you know, the same thing. They say a claim can be satisfied only through rebuttal, by an affidavit, point by point, resolution by the jury, I went to a jury trial, or payment of the performance of the claim. They say resolving the conflict or the duel between the affidavits provides a clean basis for resolving disputes. The truth is the truth. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so they say if truth was not sovereign, I mean, it, it had its own freedom, its substance, and all human interaction and relations, there would be no basis for anything. No basis for no law and order, no basis for accountability. There would be no standards, no accountability to resolve anything. It would mean that anything goes, each man for himself, and nothing matters. This would be worse than the law of the jungle. To lie, to go against the mind. That's what a lie is, to go against the mind, because if you know this is the truth, and then you lie, you're lying technically to yourself. Yeah. Feel me? Okay. Damn, I never, uh, <laughs> I never thought of that, but yeah, that's damn, that's cold. Go ahead, man. Uh, I just I was just saying that I never thought of it like that, but that that's some cold shit. You actually you're not really lying to other people, you more lying to yourself. But yeah, I never thought of that. That that's pretty cold. Right, yeah, right. That's true. That's why I was like, man, you know, it's it's powerful. And then check this out. This is another you know, like I said, I'm so delighted and excited about this uh this 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 this, this goddamn affidavit thing. That's why I was like, man, you know, it's hell it's hell of information, but that's what I found out. They said no court or no judge can overturn or disregard or abrogate somebody's affidavit of truth. Your ass is in your goddamn water by yourself. He can't he can't save you from that. Yeah. You stand on that. That's your own. The only one who can rebut your affidavit of truth is the one who is adversely affected by it. Make your adversary me. Yeah. I'm affected by this, so I'm the only one that can rebut that. It is his job, his right, his responsibility to speak for himself. It's me. You got to speak on it. Talk about it. To issue his own affidavit, no one can speak it or write it out for himself. The law maintains the harmony, integrity, and continuity of society to maintain the peace and dignity of the state. You have 60 seconds remaining. That's perfect, man. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, silence in on that aspect, and then we'll just pick back up into this affidavit thing next time. Okay, cool. That sounds good, man. Uh, I learned a lot. Uh, I learned a lot and uh, I could see your passion and I could see um, I could see that you've really been diving deep into this stuff. And I hope the audience looks uh, understands that and looks forward to the rest of this uh, story. Unfolding. And, and there we go. We got the 30 second warning again. Um, th this is going to be something special. Man. And and uh, I appreciate you coming on here and sharing your truth. And, uh, you know, sharing it with the world and hopefully uh, this shines some light on everything that's going on, like, period, in the world. It, bro. And uh, we're going to come back next time and we're going to break it down some more. Yes, sir, for sure. All right. All right, man. I love you, brother. All right. I don't know if he caught that, but the sentiment still the same. Um, we got we got a long way to go. Uh, this social justice thing is not just uh, a short-term thing uh, as far as what we see on the news uh, where it's going to be your 24 news cycle type of thing. It's not just um, it's not just uh, 
the little sound bites and clips that you get on the internet. It's the stuff that you don't see on a daily basis uh, uh, behind the scenes that you don't know about. So we're going to get to it and uh, hopefully hopefully we shine some light on some uh, some individuals that need our help that, that aren't in the mainstream. But with that being said, that's going to be the end of uh, this podcast. Hopefully we'll see you guys back on the next one. Peace.